3HL 104.5 is home. We were waiting to see what kind of uh, COVID testing news came out of the Titans facility today. There is one name on it. Uh, so far, Harold Landry uh, has been placed on the reserve COVID list. So um, <clears throat> there is the uh, Titans news for the day. No practice today. They had an event over at Nissan Stadium, though, and that is uh, where Perk Nihil, the CEO, announced a $50,000 gift to the Waverly Flood Re- Relief. They're also offering them a the opportunity to play a couple of games at Nissan Stadium, saying, quote, they need a field and we have one, end quote. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool stuff. Uh, Coach Mack joins us, presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Coach Mack, what's up? How are you? Hi, right, Brent. Yeah, I was uh, I was at the event. Uh, that's why I'm on later on with you today. Great, great event. It really was. I mean, I mean, just a, it was a packed a packed house. And as you said, I mean, all, all the proceeds went to the to the, the the Titans Foundation, you know, for the Titans Charities. It was a really nice event, really good. Uh, my involvement, I had a telestrator out and was uh, working with uh, the two coordinators, talking oh. about a couple of their uh, free agent uh, guys, uh, doing some draft stuff. As I said, uh, I'm not very smart, but I can talk to a big group of people about football. And it was a, uh, it was a lot of fun. Really good. So really you, good event. you got like lots and lots of people on the whiteboard today? Uh, as a telestrator. I mean, oh, it's it was, even better. It, it, oh, it was, it, was a, it was a really cool thing. That they had set up. I uh, went in there. They gave me a little tutorial on it. You know, about thirty minutes before I went on, and uh, it was great. You know, talked to, uh, was able to talk with both coordinators, and then we had some film. We had some film with Bud Dupree and Danico Autry and Julio Jones mm. and Josh Reynolds, and uh, I went through it and gave them some Coach Mac breakdowns, and everybody liked it. Have we reached the point of training camp where where coaches and players are just like, Let, let's go, Let, let's 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 get in there no. and, and get rolling? No, no. Not at all. No, I mean, you, you, this is this game is, is extremely important for some of these guys that you've seen, you know, get uh, extended chances and start mm-hmm. and start making moves True. as far as to be able to have a chance on this final cut down. And they're, you know, they're, they're fighting for spots on the 16 man practice squad, too. So, no. And plus too, Brent, the thing that's important to know and, and for our listeners is we've got an extra week now between the end of preseason and the regular season this year. So the dynamics have changed quite a bit on this preseason. Hey, Coach Mack, but uh, as far as the coaches go, you always want to be prepared. So do you, do you like this extra time as a coach to get out there and see what you got as far yes. as schemes and preparing for Arizona, not overlooking Chicago, but well, being well, able and, to prepare? And, Ron, and Ron, that question, look, they've, they've already started. I mean, look, everybody that's, that's in charge of breakdowns has already broken down uh, all of Arizona stuff from last year. Mm-hmm. They've got a pretty good idea. Absolutely. Look, time right now for coaches is like gold. I mean, yeah. and you've got to be able to to manage it. Mike Vrabel does a tremendous job of time allocation. It's extremely important, you know, for time allocation for your coordinators and your assistant coaches to have time not only with their players but also within their their groups, you know, to start uh, seeing what kind of things. And look, look, I'm at practice every day. They're working on a lot of different things in practice, guys, that we're not seeing in preseason mm-hmm. games. I promise you. Coach Mack with us, uh, presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Coach, uh, a guy we talked about last week, you brought him up on the show, was Elijah Bolden. And, and you were talking about how he had uh, had a great practice session last Wednesday. And and uh, my question to you at the time was, uh, obviously the, the next step is to see that transition into another good practice day and into the preseason game. And it certainly did into the preseason game. I, I know a lot of people are excited about him. Let me give you guys and our listeners two words to describe Elijah Molden. Hmm. Football player. And that's all you need to know. Yeah. 
Now, the yeah. dude's got a great feel for it. He's got a knack for it. He's got the same knack for it now that you saw on tape when you were vetting him during the draft. Uh, I mean, the, the guy just gets it. Of course, we know who his dad is, played in the league for a long time. This kid has known about the NFL, has lived the NFL his whole life. Uh, I, I, what he was able to do out there in that game was just tremendous. He got a lot, a lot of playing time. I mean, he just about hit the Quinella anywhere from, you know, from pass breakups to tackles to sacks, yeah. just anything that you wanted, that guy did. He's got a knack for playing the game. He's got a knack for playing the slot. I, I, I love the player during the draft. I love the fact that we drafted him, and I'm so happy for his success. And, but he had good practices. He had good practices against Tampa Bay down there, too. You know, yep. I was in every practice that they had. And he had good practices there. And as I said, just football player. That's all I need to say about that guy. Coach the sack, uh, just the athletic ability there. And, and I loved what he said after the, after the game. He really couldn't describe what he did. He just said, oh. I saw 6'7 six, and 6'6 six, six coming, and next thing you know, I, I blacked out. And what he did, it, it looked like a like a like a, a bear crawl, like almost like the the Marines at Paris Island going underneath the uh, barbed wire. Well, it, it did. I mean, but you know what? What when he says he blacks out, you know what he meant, don't you? That he was just acting off of instinct. Mm-hmm. He he was clearly acting off an instinct as as far as to what presented itself to him, and 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 he got down low and he got skinny between both of them. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, between between the outside and the inside leg of both of them, and split them, and then was able to bear crawl and come up. I've only seen one other guy do that in my career as far as as far as split a double team, then then bear crawl and get up and go sack the quarterback was Robert Quinn when I was with him at the Rams, mm. you know, and he only had 19 and a half sacks one year. But the, the, the fact <laughs> that, 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 that he was able to do that off of instinct is what I'm talking about when I, when I just simplistically say football player. Coach Mack, you, you speaking of instinct, let's go to the other side of the ball. Is this a situation hey. with Des Fitzpatrick where he just, uh, you, you, you let him go and let him be, who he is and let his instinct take over and start to make plays after getting that play from Woodside and scoring. Yeah, no, no, no. And that, that's what he's done. I mean, you know, he, he started stepping up. He started stepping up in those practices a little bit after that, after the first one mm-hmm. at, at Tampa Bay, I think that was a, a tremendous wake up call. The second one, he started stepping up and then yes. I mean, he started to play a little more free. I mean, he caught a big touchdown bomb yesterday during two minutes. Okay. I mean, the, the guy can run, right. I mean, the guy can run, run. But he, you know, it takes some time. I had some friends from Cincinnati call me, listen to this. You know, was asking me, Mac, I know we know, I know you know the draft. You've done every draft since it started. You know, uh, what, 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 what's wrong with Jamar Chase? Did you really like him? You know, because he dropped three passes mm-hmm. in Cincinnati, right? And I told him, stop, S-T-O-P, stop. <laughs> I mean, just sometimes players need time to soak. This is the National Football League. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things that are different about it. I mean, they, your God-given ability comes into it, but there's a lot that goes into it once you take a step up. You can speak to that just like in, in, in the, the basketball world. There's mm-hmm. just a lot. There's just different. It's a different world. So, yes, I mean, and, and Mike Keith said it on the broadcast. Hope this was a thing that lit his pilot light. Right. I hope so, too. I thought that was a great line. Um, yeah, uh, back to Molden real quick, um, because yeah. I, th- I thought it was interesting that everyone kind of collectively – started to compare him to Cortland Finnegan. Do you see that comparison? Obviously a long way to go, but. No, absolutely I do. Yeah. Absolutely I do because Finney was that. Finney was a play. See, Finney, though, Finney played at San Finney played safety. He played safety there, and, and, and we brought him in and moved him to corner. And, and, and really, Finney, 
literally didn't know how to backpedal when we brought him in here. <laughs> you know, he did not know how to backpedal. And because he played safety, he'd been, he'd been straight ahead downhill, but, but just the attitude and, 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 and the instinctive ball player, that's what reminds me, you know, uh, Elijah Molden is, is, is ahead of where Finney was just from the fact that, I mean, you know, first of all, I played at a, you know, at a, at a power five school and plus he played the position that, that he was drafted to play. Cortland Finnegan is a, is a marvelous story because he was a safety at a small, small school that came in here and became, you know, became a big money corner and deserved it and earned it all. You know, we, we asked coach Fisher about, about him yesterday in that comparison or Monday in that comparison to, um, to Cortland Finnegan. And, and I, I don't even know if coach fish has, has, has seen Elijah Molden. He said, but if you're comparing him to, to Cortland Finnegan, he said guys like that, he's, he said Cortland Finnegan and he mentioned Blaine Bishop. He said, guys like that are survivors. No, they just figure it out. That's a hundred percent right. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, I mean, we loved it. We love Finney, uh, you know, and, and, and we brought him to the Rams and we went to the Rams, you know, signed him to, yeah. and he came in and, and helped us because, uh, you know, when we took the Rams over, they had the worst record. I mean, they were God awful, you know, and they, we had nobody <laughs> in the back end and, and Finney came in and fortified that. So fish is a hundred percent right. They figure it out. Coach, what do you think about, um, the, the two quarterbacks uh, pushing for that backup uh, role with, with Barkley pushing the ball down the field a little bit uh, more, I guess, uh, than Woodside uh, the other day. What, what do you think about that? Well, I think Barkley increases the competition there clearly over yeah. to Sean Kaiser. I mean, that's what he does. And plus, you can see in Barkley, you can see what experience in the league does for you. Now, Woodside's been around a while, but he hasn't been playing in NFL games. You know, Barkley has. And you can see that. You talk about pushing it down the field. A lot of it comes with timing, right? You know, and, and, and that, that, that's extremely important. So I think bringing Barkley in here has stepped up that competition. Now, what decision they're going to make, I don't know, but I do know this, that in uh, Woodside's part of it. And I like the way what Vrabel did last week where he had them two series apiece. Yeah. So they both had to stay warm. They both had to stay warm and they had to cool off and they had to go in mm. in different circumstances. That was very mm. smart. I like the way I like the way that he and Todd Downing set that up. And so Matt Barkley has increased the competition. Let me say that. Uh, one more uh, thing on, on the way out. What, what do you anticipate seeing in, in week three of the preseason, the last preseason game? I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I really, yeah. I mean, I know, I know we'll see Justin Fields. I mean, I don't, I don't, I haven't, I haven't talked yet. You know, Mike and I haven't had a broadcast meeting with coach Vrabel. I don't know how that's going to go now with, with his situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but I, I do, I do know this. I think some of those guys that have been uh, trying to make a case for themselves will get a chance to make more of a case for themselves. You might see another starter or two, maybe play a tad. You people that aren't from Texas, a tad's not very big. Uh, but, you, know, you might, 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 might see it, might see it a little bit, but I really don't know because to me, this is an entirely different. Uh, and, and all of these things are this, if I were a head coach, I would say, th- I would look at the age of my team, the health of my team at this time. And also, you know, how many uh, spots I actually had up for grabs as to how I would approach playing people in this third game, knowing that I had an extra week to get ready for my opener. How big of an issue is is the lack of reps uh, that, that Tannehill and, and Julio Jones have been able to share? Zero. Okay. None. None. They're both professionals. You've got a professional quarterback, professional receiver. Uh, he will know where to be, and the quarterback will throw him the ball. None. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, Mac. Uh, appreciate you, man. Uh, good to see you on the Zoom call here on the Zone TV feed. Really appreciate you, buddy. Thank you, Coach guys. Mac. You guys are the best. Thanks for having me. See oh. you. All right, there's Coach Mac, presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage at an affordable price. 
Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. What about week three in the NFL preseason from a betting perspective? Also, it's week one of the college football season. Nebraska, Illinois, Hawaii, UCLA. Got some games to talk about with Todd Furman, our guy in Vegas, next on 104.5 The Zone. Three H L four five this on. What up, Slay? What are you doing, man? Oh, uh, got like a brand new looking boom boom room shirt on. You got you know that what? one right out the box. You I know think. what, man? I'm just man. I'm just out here, man. Just having a good time, living life on the radio, doing a fantastic, phenomenal, I guess, job. <laughs> you're doing. But, you're doing a phenomenal job, thank man. You. Let me just go ahead thank and you, say brother. that publicly toot to the five horn. people. Toot out my there. horn. You toot my horn. <laughs> That makes sense. But, what would that horn sound like? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That probably sound like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind oh, of figure. Yeah, mine was kind of like uh, Sesame Street-ish. Mm. But guess what, though? For everybody out there asking. Yeah. I'll save it. I'll wait. Listen to you. Dude, seriously. Yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait on that one, though. That, that's, that was really jumping again. How frustrated does, does your lady get when you do <laughs> stuff like that? Uh, Hey, babe. I got something for no. Nah, I'm gonna she'll, wait. She'll force me I'm to get wait. it out. She'll force me. Yeah, she'll force me. But this is this is gonna be. I don't want to jump the gun and then have everybody right there and then it ain't ready yet. So it ought to be ready by tonight. <laughs> so I tell Are you, building a fort, <laughs> something <laughs> like it. <laughs> I'll bite your little fort. <laughs> yeah, but what you mean you got you got fired for stealing boxes? Yeah. You know the clubhouse. <laughs> hey man, I should have <laughs> tweeted this picture out. What picture? I was taking. I, I was. This informing. is more stuff you're not going to give the people. Yeah, I'm gonna give the people this one. I was informing. <laughs> I was informing my my people, not my reps, but I was informing my people, my my people that's down with me, Brent, Hunk, and Babs, about me um having to get my subwoofer fixed from uh my surround sound. I know, and I misread that text. I the way I read it because <laughs> so everything I did. you say to me now sounds like Caliendo. <laughs> <laughs> If, even I misread the text. I think I gave it a like a drive by, maybe. I yeah, don't know. You did. And, and so <laughs> I just flew past that text. And I, in my head, what you were doing was you found like your subwoofer subwoofers from when you were a kid, and then you wanted to get them put in the trunk of your vehicle, like we used to do back <laughs> yeah. in the nineties. Yeah. That's how I read it. Was but that the, not right? No, nah, that was wrong. <laughs> that was wrong. You currently have some subs in your truck. Or in your SUV. Is that what you're saying? No, I don't. My buddy Billy McCurdy, man, he was like 6'5", 300 pounds in this Toyota Corolla, man, so and he was rolling low. Yeah. And it was his mom's car, and he still put those big box speakers oh, in the, in the trunk. It. I know she In the trunk. It. And you turn that thing off, you can't even hear anything but the car rattling. Yes. You can't even see out of the side or the back mirrors because it's vibrating. Yeah, yeah, that's how we used to do it. That's how we used so to do it. So the dude that was fixing was an older dude, older guy, probably mid-70s. And he looked, he looked to me like Geppetto. And they had him in a little storage room, and there was a whole lot of boxes in there. They could have been what empty boxes. boxes? Yeah, there could have been empty boxes or anything. But at any, any, at any rate, um, I thought Pinocchio was going to jump out. But There's the Geppetto reference. That's Geppetto, that yeah. So Geppetto. And he yes. was old like Geppetto was. So, and, but the thing is, 
I forgot what I was going. He wasn't made of wood, this guy. He wasn't made of wood. But he couldn't fix my subwoofer, man. And I knew he couldn't fix the subwoofer because they had him in a little closet trying to fix stuff. It's not even a real office building. I'm trying to figure out what this little man doing in there. Like, who put this little man in this office building how, how storage did, room? How did you find that little man? I don't even know, man. And that's what, that's your, what he your said. Rep, your reps put you onto that no, little man? the crazy thing, that's what he said when he opened the door. How did you find yeah, him? Yeah, like, wait. What are you doing what here? What is he in the witness protection program? <laughs> this guy? I'm like, dude, I gave him a receipt. I was like, he was like, you got a warranty? Like, yeah, man, I got the receipt and everything right here. He was like, well, come on in. <laughs> I ain't coming in there, man. I wonder what you got going in these little boxes. Me you and you don't me. fit in this room. <laughs> this little bit of room. <laughs> a little bit of A room. I'm telling him to jump man. out of these boxes. Yeah, but anyway, he, he called me and told me that I can't, um, I got to send it to LG to get it fixed. So, yeah. <laughs> that's the whole That's the moral of the story. <laughs> But I say all that to say I got an announcement tomorrow. Oh, announcement oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yep. You almost made the announcement today. today. <laughs> and you stopped yourself. It's just been delayed. My rep said, I got the little thing Babs just got in her ear. Do you have a chip uh, underneath your skin? Up. Yeah. What's the name of this, Babs? IFB. No. And your reps contact oh, that's, you? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I got the a new IFB. IFB. Yeah. And my reps hit me up while I'm on the air. Probably right now. Well, not probably. They hit me up so, right now. Uh-huh. So you start to tell all these it. grandiose stories, and, they said, and they're like, Slay, you can't tell that. And I said, And, and you back what, away. Yep, I had to stop. So now, Slay Train just paused. <laughs> just wait till tomorrow, people. Slow pause. Tune in tomorrow. You'll be ready. So you used to tell uh, Freegy on the break, here comes the Slay Train. <laughs> yeah, I, Get out I, the way. I used to tell Freegy some other things. <laughs> yeah, Tony. Speaking of that, real quick, we got to get that, that, that Tennessee Vandy thing needs to happen. The alumni so game I told needs Drew. to happen. Drew keeps flying everywhere on private planes and stuff. Well, I was going to say, he's got a new gig. Jeez. He's busy. Take, uh, listen, Drew, let me make this real simple for you, Vandy alums. Yeah, he's not there. He's like in New Mexico. Or Take me know. with you on the private. I'll wait while you go talk. I'll relax on the plane. Make sure everything cool. Well, what's you your come role back. gonna be though? You gotta have a role. He's plane I'm sitter. communicator. Plane sitter. Plane sitter. Boom. <laughs> Bingo. Make sure nothing happens to the plane. I dare somebody touch this plane. While it's on the tarmac. I damn. It's mine. Don't nobody run up on this plane. I got it. I'll be waiting on you when you get back. And then we'll discuss it. Then by the time we get there and back, we'll have it all situated. B Maze is ready to sit down. See, B Maze is the key. Yeah, it's gonna happen then. B Maze is the key. Yep. So Drew, Drew, listen, I'm I'm the bridge. You are the bridge. Drew Drew can make things happen, but you can get things to happen. There you go. And B. Mays can make things happen, but I can get You could happen. make things happen. You, I just, if I, you would rather yeah. other people make things happen. There you go. Let's make it a whole one happen. I'll be over family. here in case you need me. <laughs> I'll be over here in the corner ready for that thing. Yeah. <laughs> for the thing. Yeah. I'll be waiting yeah. on it. Bobby Mays, he's the guy. <laughs> hey, uh, I almost said Tony Kukoc uh, is coming up next. <laughs> Why would I say that? Todd Furman what? is coming up next. <laughs> Does Todd Furman? He don't look like Tony Kukoc. I mean, a no. couple feet too short for no. that. Yeah, he's, look at Babs. No, 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 not at all. Let's go to Bam <laughs> next up on 3HL. Bam, what's up? Yo, yo, what's good, folks? Bam, what's happening? You got it, man. What up, Ron, man? Thank you for coming Saturday night, man. Everybody, man, you did just, you know. I had a blast, bro. Recognize that you was in the building. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The phone boom room. Super T. Show me love out there, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, next time I need a shirt, I'm going to turn it into the boom boom room. I definitely need a shirt. Say no more. I got you. For, for that. I got but you. But now, hey, yo, check. Um, 
First off, yeah, Mickey came on as soon as y'all left, bro. Dude! Like, literally. No, they missed him. I know. He hey, talked about that. He Bam, was very sad. Bam, how often are you at Bourbon Street Boogie Bar? Bro, listen, man. I'm there like once or twice a month. Okay, but okay. let me tell y'all this. Check this out. Just about every, before every home game, we're there the Saturday before the home games. After, so after the Cardinals one, the next time we're there will be September the 18th. I know that's not a home game, but after that, um, every home game before we'll be there. So like once or twice a month. So people can go out and party with you guys and then just roll straight to the parking lot and continue tailgating. I mean, you might as well, you know right. what I'm saying? Because, look, so we're there from 10 to 2. Um, the next time we're there, September 18th, Mickey will be sitting in that night again. We're going to work on getting an actual, like, a concrete time, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, man, he's definitely – he did a great job. Like, the vibe was everything, he man. Can if play, y'all man. Miss it, I'm hot. <laughs> yeah, man, Mickey can really play, man. I'm but, hot about yo, my question to y'all was, yeah. um, do y'all really think we could have a top-10 defense in the NFL? In the NFL? <sighs> With the way that, not even just the preseason, just the way you know they have been playing well in the preseason. But do you think with the with everybody else coming out with Archery and Jackrabbit and uh, Bud with uh, Big Jeff, like the way everybody's like coming together and the way these boys are playing in the preseason, everybody coming in. If we can stay healthy, do you honestly feel like we can have? A top ten defense in the NFL. Bam, I'll I see y'all today. Oh, Don, you got to sing a song tonight. You owe us a song. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to. You owe, since you didn't come. I'm gonna have to. You warm didn't come. Up you owe that. us a song. Yeah, like regulator or something like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, whatever, whatever works. Hey, can, I'm pulling Don up on stage. I'm telling y'all now. Oh, Bam, he he put, will too, Bam. I'm gonna put you on hold so you can listen to Todd Furman's answer. Todd, uh, Bam yes. just had the question: Can the Titans have a top ten defense this year? Uh, sure, if they can bring in 22 new bodies and the NFL allows them to play 22 players against opposing offenses 11, then, yep, top 10 defense on the horizon. Hey, the whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, you do realize that this is a <laughs> different defense than they had last year, right? Uh, I do realize that, Don, but I think getting to be inside the top 20 would be a step in the right direction. There top 10, even with the schedule that they play, I just don't see it. But you never know. If you shut out the Texans twice and you shut out the Jaguars twice, anything is possible from a scoring defense perspective. Well, I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, uh, with, with as good as this offense could be on paper, if they're just good on defense, not necessarily great. I mean, they were 11-5 and five in the playoffs with that crap last year. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, this team is built around their offense, but I think expecting the offense to pick up where they left off last year is also a leap of faith. Now, the one good thing working for the Titans, as I've said, division-wise, it's a two-horse race. I would be stunned if it was anybody other than the Titans or Colts that ended up atop the heap. And when you look at the Titans' schedule out of the gates, you know, they'll have a chance to kind of do some damage early on. If you assume you get a split... Uh, uh, the week two, week three games against Seattle and Indy, and then road games against the Jets and Jags, suddenly you're talking about a team that could potentially be 4-1 and one, uh, headed into that second third of the season. So there's no excuse for Tennessee not to get off to a quick start, but I do think offensively replacing the productivity of Jonu Smith and Corey Davis with just Julio Jones is a little bit of a perilous balance, and the Titans fans don't want to give any credit to what that tandem accomplished last year. Todd, I've never seen this side of you before. This is different. Slay, we're just getting juiced up here. I mean, when it comes to Titans football, I know you guys want to hear me proclaim they'll be 17-0, and and they'll be the team to beat in the AFC. 
someone's got to knock down this audience a peg or two and keep I them a little bit more realistic it. with expectations. I see it. I was, I was just going to ask, did you think Jordan would have went for four if they brought him back in 99 to the Bulls? I, <laughs> man, I, mean, I don't know the side of Todd. I saw you in offseason. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Football season brings out the best in us. But uh, as listeners know, if there's opportunities to bet the Titans, I will be at the front of the line to try and take full advantage uh, of the market efficiencies or inefficiencies, whatever the case may be. Jay on Twitter says, shout out to Mr. Furman for keeping it real. Yeah, I'm I'm with it. (laughs) He always does that. There's no emotion involved. We tell people this all the time, Todd. Yeah, I'm surprised. I don't know how long uh, Mr. Jay's been listening. He should know that there's no emotion, there's no sentimentality or nostalgia anywhere around this particular segment, at least once a week. <laughs> so, from where you're, so from a handicap perspective, where, where you're putting together your power numbers and everything else, what are you doing to get ready for the football season at this point, or are you already there? Power numbers are pretty much already set up in a pretty good spot. There will be minor adjustments here or there as you go through and kind of update some of the depth charts that are out there. It's as much keeping tabs on injuries uh, as anything else, trying to figure out what you know, role players like an LJ Ford at linebacker means to the Baltimore Ravens, what a potential upgrade Sony Michelle can provide to the backfield for the Rams, or, or figuring out which players on the pup list may not be at full speed early on. The one thing with either pro or college football, because you don't have that huge sample size you do of 162-game season in baseball or 80-plus games in the NHL and NBA, you can't overreact early on, but you also can't underreact. If a team comes out week one and week two and underperforms my expectations, I have to adjust pretty quickly. Otherwise, I'm going to be chasing an uphill battle all season long. So September is always fascinating as we start to figure out what these teams are, knowing that's not what they're going to be when you get into November and December. So, uh for those that don't know, you used to set lines for one of the, the sports books in, in Las Vegas. How different is what you do now to get ready for football season uh, compared with where you were when you were doing that job? You know, significantly different, uh, honestly, in the fact that the numbers that I'm creating, I don't have to hang prices on all of these games. So I can understand where odds makers are getting their numbers, how they're building the markets, whether it's player props, futures, or anything else along those lines. It's me trying to find a handful of teams. In the NFL, it may be as few as two or three. In college, it may be 10 or 12. That, that I think the market is misguided on the way that they're approaching them, whether they think a team is going to be a lot better than they are or they think a team is going to be a lot worse. You know, that's where you can make a little bit of hay during the early portion of the season, and then you factor in some public perception, scheduling spots, and all of that. So I spent a lot more time on schedule analysis, being on this side of the counter now, uh, than I used to as an odds maker, where you kind of went day-to-day, week-to-week. Uh, now as a sports better, uh, I can spend a lot more time looking at the full-month landscape ahead of time, trying to identify what might need to happen for me to bet a college football game on, say, September 18th. Speaking of college football, uh, college football begins this weekend. Nebraska-Illinois, I guess, the, the matchup that I'm most interested in. Nebraska, a road favorite by, what, seven? Yeah, this number's kind of ping-ponged all over. It was as high as eight and a half, nine in some spots this offseason, got below a touchdown at some books, and we'll call seven pretty much the consensus right now. Total sits at 55. I think when you look at Illinois, they'll bring back a six-year senior starting quarterback in Brandon Peters, and uh, the running joke is if you're in college for six years, you're either a doctor or you're not going to play professional sports uh, at any particular level. So when you look at Peters, He's going to be a look-to-run first guy with Brett Bielema's offense. 
We know they want to try and impose their will physically in the trenches. Nebraska, let's see what Scott Frost can bring to the table. We know there are all the boo birds that are starting to swirl uh, around the off-field investigations and whatnot. I think Adrian Martinez has failed to live up to his potential uh, in his couple of years in Lincoln. But I do think this Nebraska defense can be uh, very good and an underrated unit overall. So for me, don't see a whole lot of opportunity to bet a side here, but I do like the game under 55. I think it's the first team, you know, maybe in that 24 to 27 range that'll get a win in Champaign. Uh, I will be out in Cali for a little Hawaii at UCLA. What do you see? Where do you see that one? By the way, I think, what did it open at? 70? (laughs) (laughs) The total did open at 70. There's been some uh, significant under money that's come in so far, and I actually think that total is going to continue to drop. What's interesting about this line, though, Don, is you had some books open UCLA as low as a nine-point favorite, Mm. uh, albeit that came with very low limits uh, when a lot of the books that take much larger bets start to open up. It was in that 16 to 17 range. When you look at UCLA, no surprise to anybody in SEC country that their biggest non-conference game isn't against Hawaii this coming Saturday. It'll be the following week when they welcome in LSU. So you do wonder with Chip Kelly how much of his playbook he wants to show. Will we see Dorian Thompson-Robinson exclusively? Will we see the other quarterbacks get into the mix? Uh, But also the buzz I've heard out of the islands is their fall practice has been interrupted uh, by some COVID absences. So I'm not quite sure they'll quite be at full speed. And so when I look at this game, I think under makes a lot of sense can see UCLA building a lead early and then kind of taking their foot off the gas. Meanwhile, Hawaii returns a bevy of starters, but with Shevin Cordero, they're a team that's going to look to run a little bit more than they will pass. Todd Graham, I believe, ran the ball on 55% of their offensive snaps a season ago. Todd Graham. I asked Don who was at Hawaii. I'd I'd forgotten. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there another college football game this weekend that, that you're looking at? Uh, I mean, not a lot of attractive games from a viewership standpoint. Uh, I'm actually interested, as ridiculous as it sounds, to see what we're going to get out of the UTEP Miners. Uh, I think Dana Dimmel's team, you know, people don't expect a whole lot. I know where most people have them power rated at the bottom of the FBS. Uh, But I think they have the chance to win a few games. When you look at New Mexico State, a lot of defections, they weren't exactly great in the two games we saw during the spring schedule. When you lose to Tarleton State and you slip by the college football power of Dixie State, uh, I'll give you guys a $5 bill if you know what state Dixie State's actually located in, by the way. And UConn-Fresno, when we look at Fresno, I think they can name the final score here. I'll look at them in the first half at 17 or less. Okay. Where is Dixie State? Like Montana? In Utah. Utah. See, I knew it was going to be a flip. I never would have picked that, though. <laughs> it's going to be a Dixie State. Give me a would, you, would you guys have known if I asked you where Southern Utah was located? Would that have been an easier question than answer period? Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Tennessee and Chicago. Bears a slight favorite now. Yeah, this is a game, I think, where Bears fans are awfully excited. The announcement, of course, came out from Matt Nagy that Justin Fields will get the start here. Uh, We know that Andy Dalton is going to be the starter week one. How long he remains the placeholder there is anybody's guess. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what Fields can do with some of the number ones for the Bears out there. The Titans look significantly better last week than their counterparts uh, taking care of Tampa. Uh, Neither team really played a lot of key contributors. My lean here is towards the Bears, but at two, two and a half, I don't see a whole lot of reason to get involved. Total has not budged. Open 36, still sitting 36 pretty much everywhere. Hey, hey, Todd, real quick, man, for, for my fancy. Uh, tickle my fancy. How about that? Tyron Woodley versus Jake Paul in boxing. <laughs> you know, the one thing that um, I always ask with these Slay is, you know, how much do you trust the leg- legitimacy of what's going on? We've seen so many of these UFC fighters get into the ring and look like they haven't trained at all. 
to try and fight the Paul brothers. Now, I know Tyron Woodley has said all the right things. Mm -hmm. He claims he wants to go out there and put a hurting on uh, Mr. Paul. Mm -hmm. That remains to be seen. So for me, you know, it's not a sporting event that I can really bet. And I think until the Paul brothers lose, you kind of almost have to back them blind, albeit for small stake. Wow. Mm. I love it. I love that football season's here, Todd. We'll uh, we'll visit next week and uh, see what you think about Tennessee and Bowling Green. All right, we can uh, we can break that down. I will not be making a case for Bowling Green as a 33-point dog, so uh, I'll give you a little spoiler right there. Just not sure I'm ready to lay 30-plus with Josh Heupel's offense week one. There he goes, Todd Furman. At Todd Furman on Twitter if you have a specific question about a specific game. Thank you, Todd. Bet the Board right. podcast also uh, really, really good where you get your podcast, so check him out there. Uh, when we come back, who the hell knows? 3HL1045. This <laughs> Three down, one zero four five. Just home. Todd Furman. If you're new to the show, uh, during football season, we'll just rattle off all of the SEC games to him. Get his take on it. You can kind of decipher. Use your sports betting Rosetta Stone to figure out which side he's on. A lot of times he'll just tell you, and a lot of times uh, I'll write it down. Slay, Slay just learned that. Yep. Under fifty five Nebraska, under sixty eight and a half UCLA. Those are the two like kind of definitive ones he he went through there. Are we in? Oh, we in. Might as well be. It's football season. Man, come on, man. We've been waiting on this, people. You hear me? You hear me? All of that in the in the, in the spring, the Preds having a good time, and all that, and a little bit of basketball, Olympics. It's all, all great. Up to this. It's all great. Now it's time. Oh, yeah. Oh, now it's time. Yeah. So, Furman, we'll hit the SEC, the big college football games of the weekend, and then – the big NFL games and obviously the Titans. So Titans Bears. I, personally, I'm staying away from that thing because mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's going on COVID wise over there. I mess with them with the Titans. Season. Yeah, regular Yikes. season I play with them. Yeah, I mean right I, I'm, now, I'm not 100 percent sure Jim Schwartz ain't coaching that game this week. Right. <laughs> and who is playing exactly? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, that's... even if everything was even. Yeah, like who's playing? Alan Bell put it good yesterday when he said, "You know, I would go with the Bears in the first half." And I played. I take the Titans in the second half because he don't expect Justin Fields. To I think Bell half. was four and zero last weekend on preseason. Oh, really? Too. Nice. Yeah. He's been riding the unders mm. now. So uh, last week it was a little more dispersed uh, between the overs and the unders, if I uh, remember correctly. But um, yeah, t- Titans Bears. I'm staying away from that one. Yeah, y- I- y'all, y'all can do it and let me know what you think. Like uh, cousin Andrew on the uh, YouTube yeah, channel, it, yeah. he said I put ten dollars on the Titans money line. So if you want to go Titans, they're an underdog, and you go money line, you can make some more money, right? If they win, we d- so we don't know if we're gonna see who QB one, QB four. I think <laughs> like we got a clear like lot that, I think there's a lot that we're not we we don't know about this weekend, and you know I I think. There's probably some concern over in that building with regard to the COVID stuff, and I, 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 mean, I take it as you want a, that to be wrapped up before the season starts. Right? Yes, and the and the good thing about the vaccinated deal is, if you're vaccinated, you just need two negative tests in, in 48 hours. So right, which as of yesterday, Mike uh, Rabel, Coach Rabel, had not had one. That's right, so negative yet. So, and I know he he spoke at that event that we were talking about that Coach Mack was at, and mm-hmm. and. Yeah, and if you're, just, screen, yeah, and if you're just tuning in, my, my guess is Honk will have this in his sports update, but Harold Landry is now on the COVID list, so that's five yep. players. Yep. Or four players and a coach. Is that where we are? Hey. Yeah. Two yeah, turntables and a microphone. Yes. Four players and one coach. Four players and one coach, and 
I mean, we don't know about any other on staff. Mike Vrabel was asked about it in his press conference yesterday, and he uh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, declined to answer. Yeah. I'm not sure Schwartz ain't in charge over there this weekend. Right. We'll see. The well, other, and so Vrabel pointed out he would need those negative a negative test 48 hours prior to game time. So today and tomorrow, correct. Now that's a big stipulation. Yeah, huge. That you I have honestly, to have that negative test 48 hours prior. Yeah, so you can't you can't have one negative test on Friday and your next one Saturday morning, right? That's how I take that. It has to be beef. Yeah, it has to be it has to be Thursday. You have to have your second yeah. one if I'm doing the math right. Yeah, because it's got to be 48 hours. I'm really not concerned about Vrabel coaching this game. No, it's a preseason I mean, game. I'm not concerned about I, I, you know, our guys I, I, playing. You're this game. right. Yeah. I, I'm not either. Oh, I am. <laughs> oh, speaking of, yes, Coach Mack, I asked mm-hmm. him, um, you, you were attending to some business. I asked him, is it an issue with the lack of reps from Tannehill to Julio Jones? And he said, nope. And he's like, and he didn't even let me finish no. the sentence. He's like, no. nope. You got no a professional profession. quarterback, professional wide receiver. No issue at all. And I, okay. lo- I no love what Tannehill's doing because he says that he has gotten the staff to pull every single one of Julio's receptions with Atlanta, and he's studying where he made those catches. And that's awesome, and that's great, <laughs> and that's a true pro, and that's legit. Becomes a big, like, fat butt. Study, film work, know your guys, know their tendencies. So, a lot. so know what they like, <laughs> know what they lie. do well, know what they don't do well, make sure you don't put them in that position that that is a freaking pro right there if i'm a titans fan i'm like that's my quarterback but okay i was wondering I'm like, when's this gonna happen see but, i honestly didn't even hear anything you said because i was waiting for the butt but there's a big difference in watching it and doing it yeah. a big difference in finding that chemistry and reps and how long it's gonna take than just watching and feeling like you have that chemistry and you know it's like i'm just saying i get it i get it it's like health they're professionals the <laughs> they i get it they're vets they've been doing this a long time they're freaking good at what they do uh, i true. get it yeah, this is all true see I'm i knew saying. i wouldn't be able to talk her down like coach Mack would have done a decent job yes, of talking would. her no, down. no i just would i would have let him talk me down for that segment and, and then, then i'd do one off. I'd get all i would have gotten all worked up again yep yep <laughs> yep and i'm getting all worked up by the way back to the room tips or water discussion as we continue to go uh, all the way around nothing. the pallet you see somebody, I somebody said it. room tips or water is for serial killers oh my no. We actually had somebody call in that said that when you're hot, you want to drink hot water. Yeah, they sound like a I don't want hot water. That makes me want to vomit. I like room temperature water. No. You can drink so much more of it. You you can. The cold gets in the way, Slay. Listen, that has your throat scratchy and everything. mm -hmm, And when you're required to drink 64 ounces of water today, it's got to be at least somewhat room temperature. No, Babs, no. Got to get it down. That's because you're using that as an excuse. I, I, I didn't bring it today. Oh, I forgot like, it. I'm, I'm, I'm a failure today. Like, I'm failing been, on this you, whiny I'm, in, in the water, In the water industry, Babs, you've been failing all week. <laughs> I'm going to be real. I'm just going to keep it real. Slay, I've been failing for like eight days. I'm <laughs> not going to Todd Furman. This is, why, this is why my skin looks bad and I'm tired. Water, man, your body needs gotta it. Got to have it. Got to have good cold water. Nothing refreshing on this earth. You're irritable. Like, 
Good I'm irritable. Cole. That's why I'm going water. off on Ryan Tannehill's. You were going off at a charity water. event last night. Good cold water. I didn't. I mean, I didn't technically go off. I did, uh, you just have to plan. Tony. <laughs> yeah. just, I mean, we almost need to pull for Don. Wait. We need to pull. Here we go, Jim. Yeah, and just, just leave that. Yep. yep, we need two separate ones. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, when we come back, we'll get you set with some headlines. Uh, Titans with a COVID case again. Uh, that's next. Three, two, one, zero, four, five. The zone.